0: Hey, so I imagine you're listening to this podcast because you're an artist yourself and you want some insider tips, insights, and general advice from artists you respect. One aspect of the business we sometimes discuss on Best Advice is rollout strategies. When you're dropping new music, you want to give it the best chance of getting heard. It's all about reaching the right listeners at the right time. That's why our team at Spotify for Artists built Marquee. Marquee is a marketing tool for turning listeners into bigger fans of your new music. With Marquee, you can send full-screen recommendations of your latest album, EP, or single to the right fans as soon as they open the app. Listeners who see your Marquee are twice as likely to save your tracks, making it a better way to develop your audience than trying to drive streams from social media. To find out more, go to artists.spotify.com slash Marquee.
1: Welcome to The Payoff. I'm Chris Duffy.
2: And I'm Antonia Cerejido. This show is your audio companion to all of Mike's money and personal finance coverage on the web at mike.com slash payoff.
1: We spend a lot of time on this show talking about jobs and work and hustling and career development and all those sorts of things.
2: But for this episode, we're changing it up. Enough with work. What about play?
1: Seriously, I know for a lot of us, taking a break and relaxing can be really challenging because it costs money and you have to take time off and planning a trip or even just a night out takes so many decisions. It can get very stressful. Why do I have to get so stressed if I'm just trying to relax?
2: (laughs) You don't have fun ever.
1: (laughs) I think I'm doing it wrong.
2: Chris's personal issues aside, it can be really hard to feel okay about taking breaks. And then, even when you do take time for fun, how do you make sure you don't spend too much money on fun? Actually, this is something that I could really be better at.
1: Yeah, and then how do you make sure that you don't have to end up working more to pay for the fun that you already had? In today's episode, we're gonna figure all this out, and hopefully we'll end the episode sipping drinks with little umbrellas poolside.
2: Oh my God, I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's really gonna happen, but you never know. In our first segment, Antonia and I will talk through our own tips for taking and making the most of vacation and playtime, including why taking all your vacation days will actually make you richer, if you're lucky enough to have vacation days, that is.
2: And in our second segment, we'll talk to a serious expert in how to have fun on the cheap. Jennifer Pict, the things to do editor for legendary leisure and travel magazine, Time Out New York. You don't want to miss that, so stick around.
1: Welcome back. So it's time to talk about taking time off and vacation, which for freelancers like me can sometimes be challenging. Apparently, it's actually not just freelancers who struggle with this, though. According to a recent vacation survey of 7,000 Americans that was called Project Time Off, even though 96% of Americans report taking a vacation is important to them, More than 25 percent of the respondents in the survey said that they feared they'd look less dedicated at work if they took time off. And 20 percent said that they feared losing consideration for a raise or promotion if they did actually take a vacation.
2: I mean, I get that. There's anxiety that while you're not at work, maybe people will realize that you're not as valuable as it seems. But that same study had another really important finding. Employees who forfeit vacation days are actually less likely to get a raise, a bonus or promotion than those who take all of their allotted time off. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I know. It does seem a little crazy. But the research explains that employees who forfeit their vacation days, they don't perform as well as those who use their time off. Workers that don't take time off, you're more likely to be stressed at work and at home. And that that does make sense to me, right? Like if you're stressed, you're not good at your job and you probably don't do the work that it's required to get a raise or get promoted. Mm. So, Antony, you have a, a regular nine to five. Um, what do you think? Do you take all your vacation days? Definitely. You do? <laughs>
2: yeah, I do. And also, I, I love vacation. I'm a huge vacation fan. Okay. Yeah. I know that's a really controversial yeah, hot feeling take. towards vacations, but like I recently went on a two-week vacation, and I came back like a straight-up goddess. Like I was like, this is—I <laughs> needed it so bad, yeah. and I had such a better attitude in the office. I really feel like I was so much more helpful to everyone around me. I was in a way better mood. I was less of a troll. It was great.
1: That's great. It sounds like you are doing it right, but um, do you ever feel that there's, like, this pressure to not take the time off?
2: Yes, I do. Well, mm-hmm. more than the vacation, it's it, I think every I think it has a lot to do with your office culture, right? Yeah. And I think that my office culture, one of the things that we do value where I work is vacation. Yeah. Which is also very Latino.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I I'm going to attribute this to my culture.
1: Okay. Hel- uh, That's a healthy thing to yeah. attribute. I
2: feel like it's a really puritan thing to be like you have to always work.
1: Oh, yeah. It definitely comes from like that same thing where it's like we buckle our hats. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we never take time off. We have Buckles on our hats. Yeah, yeah.
2: But I do feel that the working on weekends is a bigger stressor for me. Yeah. How does How does your boss feel well, about this?
1: It's a different concern for me, for sure. i Since I'm mostly my own boss, I can take whatever time off I want. But when I take time off, I just don't make money. So right. there's a stress around. Like I actually have found that I worry more and work more on weekends and in time where I'm supposedly on vacation since I started freelancing because mm. it just feels like. If I I know that I'm going to have to do it anyway and there doesn't feel like a clean, bright line of like time off.
2: But do you feel like you have a good work life balance?
1: I feel like it comes in waves. Like there are times where I feel like almost always there is a period where I'm like I'm not doing enough and so I have too much life and not enough work. And then I overcommit. And then all of a sudden, there's way too much work and not enough life.
2: But ultimately, it balances out.
1: It probably averages out. But I don't think I have yet to have like an extended period where I feel like the work life balance is right the whole time. I, I actually think that when I was teaching, there was like, sometimes I had to do work on weekends. There's just like work that had mm-hmm. to get done. But um when I went on vacations, or a lot of times weekends, I would just feel like, oh, I was totally off. Right. And since I've started freelancing, I have not really felt like that. Um, in fact, I would say that's maybe one of the biggest, whenever I talk to people about like leaving a nine to five, that is the thing that I cite as like the biggest downside. Is yeah. That, you know, since to me, my time is like, I control a lot more of it, but when I'm not working, I don't make money. And there's this stress of like, am I gonna make enough money? Or also like, I just have to do this work at some point and I'm just pushing it so that it's gonna stress me out yeah. more. So I'd work a lot later at night Mm-hmm. I do a lot more work on weekends and I end up uh, like checking email or doing that kind of stuff on vacation in a way that I didn't used to. Mm. Um, but on the flip side is like part of that is because I enjoy my work a lot. Right, you know, Like I like doing it, so it's hard to turn it off. But I, I do think there's an element that's less healthy of mm-hmm. what I do.
2: Honestly, that's like kind of crazy to me because I assumed as a freelancer you could just like vacation whenever you
1: want. Well, you know, in some sense, that's true. You can take a vacation whenever you want. Uh, You still have to be able to like afford it. Do
2: you ever say to yourself, like at eleven thirty a.m., like vacation time?
1: (laughs) You know, what sometimes what I do have is like I'll have like worked on the weekend, worked both days, and then it'll be a Tuesday, and I'm like having kind of a slow day, like procrastinating, not really getting stuff started, and I'm like, it would be better if I just decided that today is not a work day. Yeah. And then I will like take it off, and I, I actually do end up like you said, like I come back so refreshed just by being like okay, I'm going to take eight hours to just relax and watch a TV show or like go for a walk in the park. Hang
2: out with your plants.
1: Hang out with my plants, my children, hang out with my (laughs) little babies. Uh, Yeah. I do feel like when I do that, I come back and I'm more productive. And and also since a lot of my work is creative where it involves coming up with ideas, I think that um, I always find that when I give my brain time to rest, the work is higher quality. Yeah. Um, So obviously there's that study that proves it. In terms of the actual quantitative data, but qualitatively, too, I've found that for myself. Yeah. Well, you know, so here's an interesting comparison to what I have. Um, There's this thing that I've heard is getting more common, which is instead of if you have a regular job, Mm -hmm. instead of having a set number of days, they give you unlimited vacation. Yeah. You can take as much as you want. Um, And that kind of sounds like what sounds amazing. Yeah, it sounds good in theory. But actually, my brother worked at a place where he had unlimited vacation. And as a result, he never took vacation. Really? Because there was this pressure of like, you can take as much as you want. But then like, it wasn't like, well, I'm just going to take the stuff that's owed to me. Mm -hmm. Like, this is mine. I have a week. I have two weeks. With unlimited vacation, people are always like, "Oh, you have to take it off now." Well it's kind of like not a great time." yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. and I, I think there's a lot of jobs where unlimited vacation is such a great perk on paper. But then, in practice, like there's not the culture of taking it. and it's it makes you feel like, oh, I'm people well, the, are going to scorn me right. And it.
2: the other thing with a situation like that is once you leave that company, you don't get to recoup those hours of vacation that you didn't yeah. take.
1: Yeah, that's I think I think a lot of places they do it because they don't want to, like, have to pay you back for the hours that or the payback for the days at the end of the year. Scoundrels. Yeah, it sounds great, but it's a it's a trap. Right. I think I think that's very much a, a tough thing about it. I think if there's one thing that we've learned and that just seems that it is borne out in the studies, it's that vacation really is valuable Mm -hmm. but what's even more valuable is taking time for yourself and making sure that it's not like your job owns all of your life right you own your life you're the one who controls what you do
2: yeah i'm going on vacation right now after this oh yeah. yeah
1: i i believe that where you have a specific place you're headed or just to the general realm of vacation
2: well, our producer of the show is trolling me by writing, did you know they have great clubs in Colombia? So apparently that's where I'm going.
1: Yeah, you did go to Colombia, though. <laughs> and I you did. do love the club. I
2: do love the club, and I had a really good time. And there are great clubs in Colombia, if you were wondering.
1: Well, unfortunately, I don't know that you're going to be able to head off to Bogota just yet, Antonia. <laughs> because coming up after the break, we're going to talk with an expert in the art of having fun without going broke, the Things to Do editor for Time Out New York, Jennifer Pickt. you mm-hmm.
2: Welcome back. We are in the studio with Jennifer Picked, Things to Do Editor at Time Out New York.
1: Jennifer, we're so glad you could join us on the show. Um, Thank you for having me. I hope we're not keeping you from a glitzy restaurant opening or an awesome concert. You must have a pretty packed social calendar, I imagine.
0: Uh, yeah, I do. I go to a lot of stuff throughout the week, um, both obligation and also just for fun. Um, and it's it's great.
1: What's your favorite fun activity to do?
0: My favorite? Uh, I mean, in New York, there's just such a dynamic of things to do. I, I guess it all depends. But I really like a good dance party, especially one with a theme. Um, there's one I love at the Bell House called Party Like It's 1999.
1: Oh yeah, I've been there. Great. Have you? Love it.
0: They have all these different themes. Like there's like a Janet Jackson night, and like um, they do in sync. It's really fun. Um, I like to go to parties at House of Yes as well. They do the kind of similar thing. I love House of Yes. Isn't that so yeah, cool? It's really fun. Just like every single time I go in there, I feel like I'm having a fever dream, and it's it's just awesome.
2: So. How do you go out and save money? So I feel like
0: <laughs> let's get to the point. Like, yeah, I'm like,
2: I'm like, I'm thinking of all the fun things I do, and I'm always like, why did I spend all this on like beer? If I'm like mm-hmm. at a bar, why did I like spend so much on a cover? Like, how do you go out and not spend a ton of money?
0: I mean, it's so hard, especially when you're young. You're just naturally in a frivolous mind state. Um, I know I am like, <laughs> I like that naturally in a frivolous mind. Yeah, because you just you, you're you excited and you're like, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed and you just want to go out and experience everything. And a lot of the cool stuff that you read that you mostly read about and see all over Instagram is like expensive, like brunch. For instance, you go to yeah. these like five star restaurants. and You're like, wow, I want that. And usually when the thing about millennials is that when they want something, they want it and they they go for it. Um, but there are—I mean, there's are there are a ton of ways that you can save money and still have a great time. I think what's awesome about New York is like so many things are like surprisingly free. Um, I would suggest that if you're a New York resident, one of the first things you should do is apply for an ID NYC card. You guys know what that is? Oh my God. I got one. You got one. Yeah. Really? I actually, I knew this. Life? I knew
2: this life pack. Yeah, I did. And I had, I was a member of the botanical garden in Brooklyn Yeah. and I lived across the street from it for a year and it was straight up magical. Yeah. yeah. So
0: all you have to do is you apply online and you can get a free year membership to all these great places like the American Museum of History, the Met, the MoMA, botanical garden. It's, such a great money-saving hack and you know all of those institutions they have awesome events going on all year round so you just get to go check them out for free
1: I've heard of that but I never realized that there were such uh, benefits to it. So oh my god cool.
0: so many benefits
1: are or do other cities have that too or is it just New York
0: you know probably but uh, yeah I, I mean I imagine like other cities like Chicago and Philly do the same thing um okay what about so specifically what about for food for food yeah okay so I mean, street carts. Really? (laughs) Yes, there are great street carts. Um, But I know, for instance, if you're like millennials love brunch. So I I always go for like the bottomless brunch deals. Uh, Part of my French has a good one where it's like you pay $30 and you can get whatever you want on the menu from eggs benedict to, you know, um, some type of omelet dish. And you get uh, 90 minutes of unlimited Bloody Marys and ramosas. Uh, which I think is pretty good. Um, free food. One of my favorite bars is called Alligator Lounge. It's in Williamsburg. And you can go on like a Saturday night and do free karaoke. And with every drink you buy, you get a free pizza. Oh, yeah. A full pizza.
1: Yep. They have comedy night, too, and I've done that. And it's yeah. A, it's a dangerous way to perform when you're just eating full pizzas. with every <laughs> Right. Drink.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's dangerous, but also genius. Oh, it's... Why doesn't every bar do that?
1: Yeah. I love it. Uh, That's great. Honestly, I feel like those... This is one of the and I'm not just saying this because you're here, but I love Time Out New York. I feel like, and whenever I go to other cities, Time Out, the magazines are always like a great way to find cool things going on. But there are also so many shockingly like great deals and, and free things in there too.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, we have a whole section dedicated to just free stuff to do. Um, and I think, you know, part of the reason is because we know our readers are kind of strapped for change. But at, at the same time, it's like it's like awesome stuff that we would be writing about regardless if we had a free page or not. It's just really cool that, We live in a city where there is so much variety and people just host events all the time that you know they don't ask you for any money it's like you know
1: yeah i also think that's one of the big perks of living in new york or other other big cities that Mm -hmm. you get the like places where you would have to pay a lot of money you you see people trying things out you see experimentation of like Bands and comedians and artists trying things out and they want people there for free because it's the first time they're doing it or something like that. So since going out is literally your job yeah. for relaxation or to like take a break, do you like go and sit in an office and do like busy work?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> I think there's a misconception of my job. Like I am in an office from like 10 to like
1: 7, like okay. all like throughout the week. So you're mostly writing on a computer. I'm mostly
0: writing. Um, the, and then in the evenings, I try to check out as much as I can. Um, and then the weekends, which the bulk of the stuff that we're really writing about usually takes place on the weekends, So I try to go out and do that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to think that I'm not at, <laughs> sitting at a desk all day because yeah. that's actually my reality.
1: But you must be like the friend to have cause you constantly are having to like go out for work to like cool events and be like, come with me. I need a plus one.
0: You know, it's crazy. I have like so many friends from like high school and like random people from college that they'll literally hit me up on Facebook haven't talked to them in months years and they're like hey I see that you work at timeout New York what do I do this weekend and I'm like okay like I'll plan you an itinerary and yeah. like I mean I love I love you should just send them a
1: link to the website I mean like, great question here's timeout new york.com <laughs> right
0: that's what I should do uh, like from a branding perspective I should like really urge them but I really like you know Telling people about things. Oh, yeah. And like that's I the
1: nicer way to do it. That's a nicer <laughs> way to do it. Yeah. I'd be like, step one, learn to read. Step two, right. <laughs> read this website.
0: Step three, like us on Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I uh I just, I love telling people what to do. Wait, that sounds really awful. No, <laughs> no
1: that, in this context, well, it's very kind. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> how do you plan out your schedule? Like how do you plan for your going out activities?
0: Well, unlike most millennials, I'm very i I'm not really tech savvy. So like I actually have like a diary planner that I write in. So do I. I just, I I prefer it. And I carry it around with me everywhere. But um, yeah, I just try to plan. I don't, I I tell myself that like, I should have at least three nights out of my week from Monday to Sunday where I'm doing something. And I think I hate getting into the, I hate being idle, (laughs) which I think is why my job is so fitting. It allows me not to be idle because when I'm not doing anything, and even though it is really important to take breaks and like relax, um, I get a little antsy. Uh, So about three nights a week, I like plan something to do, whether it be just going to see a new exhibition or, you know, going to a trivia night or um, checking out something really cool on the weekend just because I also get FOMO. And I don't I hate when like stuff happens in New York and I didn't get to go. Um, And I think a lot of young people feel that way, like that museum of ice cream that opened up. I never went and I'm going to regret that for the rest of my life.
1: This is also great. and But the thing about like. Uh, How do you the money side of this all? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like money and leisure really play into each other in a way that people don't always think about consciously. Like we've talked a lot about how if you on this episode about how taking vacation can actually like help you make more money and be more productive at work. Mm. How do you think about like your work life balance around having fun playing into you being a more productive or or more successful person professionally, too? Or does that play into it?
0: I mean, totally. I think, you know, you have to, you have to work hard and play hard to have like a good balance. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and also too, I get to be pretty creative with my job and if I'm not going out and experiencing things and having fun, then I'm not feeling inspired. Um, and when I'm, my best work happens when I am inspired by the city that would, I live in um, and you know New York is so inspirational and I think people get really jaded here so easily when they're just working constantly and not going out and having fun and experiencing all the wonderful things New York has to offer and I understand that because you know there's so there's such an emphasis and so much pressure to make it here because um, it's you know people say yeah if you can make it here you can make it anywhere but you know which is
1: like weirdly not uh encouraging at all no not not this is another way of saying that is like it's almost impossible to make it here
0: right there people are basically setting you up for failure before you even get here but i mean i don't i don't think you should let the fear of like going out and having fun keep you and like thinking that you have to be like this hard worker that like never leaves their desk and like never even like goes out for lunch even during their work day keep you from you know enjoying life and getting allowing yourself to experience that inspiration so that you can work more efficiently and create cool stuff
1: yeah. I, I don't know about you, Antonio, but it just feels to me like when you're around people who, like, are doing things outside of work and are, like, happy and fun, like, those are the people you want to be around with in the office, too.
0: Totally, yeah. We have a really fun office. Like, everyone's so – like, so many, like, different characters and so animated and, you know, you could tell, like – because everyone has their specific job. Like, I'm the things-to-do editor, but then we have their theater editor who is, like, just, like – he belongs in the theater. He, like, sings at his desk, and um, we have our music editor who's, like, really cool and edgy and, like, always, you know, can recommend, like, a great concert at any night of the week. Um, and it's just cool to, like, be around people who are doing so many things within their vertical, and then they, we all come together, and we just have a great time. Are you from New York? No, I'm from Pennsylvania, <laughs> um, which... And only, like, two hours away. But I grew up going into New York a lot. My mom was really big into Broadway, so we would always... Come in for a show, maybe like every couple of months. And my best friend went to college; she went to FIT here, um, and I went to Penn State. But I would literally, I wanted to, I wanted to live here so bad that I would leave Penn State, which is like in the mountains, and I would come and take a bus just to like be in the city on the weekends <laughs> and like hang out with her because I was like, New York is so much cooler than being in the mountains right now.
2: So, so like we have all these amazing resources here in New York that help us out figure mm-hmm. out what to do. What about what about like in Penn State? Like, where would you figure out how to where to go
0: out?
1: Like, when you travel, how do you find cool things?
0: To be honest, in this day and age, like, I use Instagram. <laughs> like, that's, like, the biggest, that's the biggest source of, like, inspiration and discovery for me um, outside of timeout. And, you know, there are timeouts in different cities, every city.
2: You know, I feel like Instagram is such a, like, trap because they are trying to get you to spend money. Like, can you use Instagram to, like, help you save money? How do yeah, how do you use Instagram to find, like, where to go?
0: Honestly, I just, I follow a lot of uh, different bloggers and different um you know different you know instagram influencers is what they're called i guess and uh also like other websites within those respective cities and if i scroll onto something and i'm like oh that looks cool i'll click on it and then i just kind of like do the research from there like that's kind of how i found out about this art exhibit um i follow this um, instagram account it's called art world nyc they post great art happening all throughout the city and A lot of it is free because a lot of the galleries are free and open to the public. So I just follow them and I see, like, oh, like, where are they taking a picture today? That looks cool. And I click it. And then what's great about Instagram is that, like, you can share locations. So you just literally click on the location and it comes up with a map of where to go.
2: Yeah. I love that because instead of giving you FOMO by looking at Instagram, it's, like, inspiring you to go out. I feel like if more people used it that way, it would probably be a much happier experience. And did you guys know
0: that you can create, like, folders on Instagram and, like, save posts? What? Yeah. So, like, I literally – on my Instagram, I have, like, a, like – food and drink places to go and like places to go and like you can organize it that way because you know sometimes like if you're like liking a bunch of photos all at once you're like wait where was that photo I like two days ago and like that's a good way to organize it
1: I had no idea that people like f- looked at Instagram and then like went places from that that's totally oh, yeah. news to me that's really cool I really? thought it was just like your friend's cats
0: <laughs> no I mean I I think that's what's awesome about Instagram is that it really the visual the visual part of it really does inspire you to go out and see it, especially when you, like, visually see other people there and, like, having a good time. You're like, I want to be those people. And so then you go and you do it.
2: All right. So last question. Is, like, paying for a VIP experience actually worth it ever?
0: I think it depends. Okay. I think definitely be mindful of what you're getting out of it. Because, um, like, I know, like, a lot of VIP experience sometimes, like, they'll be like, oh, like open bar between like this time period it's like if it's a if it's only a three hour open bar like think realistically you're not gonna be able to pound that many drinks in that amount of time i
2: love that you're so aware of the open bar situation (laughs) yeah
0: no it's it's important because people think like oh like you know i'm gonna spend like 500 dollars on this experience but like you get an open bar but it's like no read the fine print three hours
1: also, right. I feel like people are not very good at, like, tallying up, like, how much they would have spent at a bar in that other time. Cause exactly. Because like, $1,000, I'll probably spend that at the bar anyway. <laughs> totally. Like, oh, my God, you have a problem.
0: And, like, you you know, you have to think in, like, terms of, like, the entertainment you're going to be getting and are you getting food? Is there going to be snacks at all? Because, like, what happens if you're at this experience and there's no food and you get hungry? You're going to be like, oh, let's leave. I'm, like, starving.
1: I am so much more in favor of open buffet than open bar. Right? That's the thing I think more places should start.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. Forget the booze.
1: Listen, I would always go for the buffet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would rather be full than drunk. I oh, agree with you there.
1: That is <laughs> going on my headstone. <laughs> yes.
2: All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. Of course.
1: Yeah. Uh, and if people want to find out more and they're in New York, yes. they can go to com slash New York. Correct. Yes. And what about if they want to see more from you?
0: Uh, yeah, if you want to see more from me, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is a pun. It's my life in pictures. My last name is Pict, P-I-C-H-T. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Jen Pict, and And, uh, yeah, you can read my articles under the things to do section at Time Out New York.
2: Awesome. Amazing. Thank
1: Thanks you. so much for being Thank
2: here. Thank you. Of course. And that's it for this episode. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Our theme music is from Breakmaster Cylinder, and our producer is Alan Haverchak.
2: Thank you, Alan, and thanks everyone for listening.
1: If you want to help the show, you can do that by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review for the payoff.
2: Also, if you have questions, don't forget to send them to payoffpod at
1: Lastly, you can find out more about us on Twitter at payoffbymike or online at mike.com. Or if you want to find out about me and Antonia, you can find out more about me at chrisduffycomedy.com.
2: And you can find me on Twitter at at @antonia_cere.
1: And one final note, the next episode will be the last episode for this podcast. I know we've loved doing this show, and I hope that you've enjoyed listening. But all things must end, so join us next time for one final payoff.